This is Mental Health and You with WCPA. We're your hosts, Taylor Kennedy, Caitlin Schaefer, and Jacqueline Simplecamp. Our podcast covers mental health topics for you. From us, licensed mental health professionals. Let's get to this week's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mental Health and You. Thanks for joining us today as we talk about setting boundaries. This episode, we are going to focus on setting boundaries with those who are close to us and especially with those that we love. We are honestly really happy to be talking about this topic with all of you guys because I think it's something a lot of people struggle with, just setting boundaries in general. And I do as well. Sometimes I do feel afraid of letting people down or I want to stretch myself to make sure other people are comfortable and happy. And that's not realistic. I think I'd set unrealistic expectations for myself in that way. And it's something that I'm still working on for sure. And also, we've got to talk about what exactly is a boundary. I think when we think of boundaries, just the word in general, it means a line that marks the limits of an area. And you can think about a boundary like this in terms of yourself too. So a boundary is saying, what is mine versus what is yours? And that can mean so many different things. It can mean your physical space. It can mean emotionally. And we will get into more of that later. But I really wanted to explicitly say what exactly a boundary is. So I think along with talking about setting boundaries with others, we will need to touch on how to set boundaries for ourselves too, because they both feed into each other. Jacqueline, that's such a good point. And I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, I think I've gotten a lot better over the years about setting good boundaries with others and myself. But gosh, especially during high stress times, I think it can be so difficult. What about you, Taylor? It's the worst because (laughs) during those times of high stress are when you need boundaries the most. Right. So ultimately, when boundaries are the hardest to set is when we need them. And I noticed many of my clients across the board struggle with this and they struggle to set them when they need them the most and they struggle with sticking to them even if they do set them. Yeah, I've definitely seen that too. I think that setting boundaries can look a number of different ways, but honestly, it all stems from communicating what you feel and also respecting what you and others feel comfortable with. I think that anyone can learn to set boundaries and really even young children. When children especially learn the skill early in life, they will have a much easier time setting those limits with other people when they're older. And when I think about my clients I've worked with before, I think adults are actually a population who struggle with setting boundaries the most. Oh, yeah. Like you said, if we learn these as kids, it's easier to carry into adulthood. Yeah. And if you don't learn them as a kid, like I have so many kiddos that struggle with the lack of boundaries in those Mm -hmm. developmental periods. And so when there are boundaries or structure, they're like, what do I do with this? Or they don't know how to set them for themselves, like you guys said. Setting boundaries with the people we love can be really hard. And it can be hard because, well, we care about them, right? And someone we care about, if they ask us for our time or help with something, ironically, it's kind of harder to say no to them because of that deeper emotional connection we have. However, I also believe that personalities can kind of play a role into this too. So think about it like people who intensely understand the feelings or experiences of others. Like some people might call those like the empaths of the world, the helpers or the caregivers in life. I find that clients with those personality types have a harder time saying no and setting boundaries. 
But people who maybe use less emotion in their decision-making and come from a very, very rational mindset, they can maybe maintain their boundaries a little bit better. I don't know. Have you guys witnessed that at all in your clients or personal life? Yeah, I definitely have. And I think you're right. I think it comes down to personality types, right? And how your brain is kind of wired for how you manage those kind of situations and how you manage times of stress. It makes me think of like the Enneagram or your Zodiac sign. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I've noticed that also many people simply struggle with the feeling of putting themselves and their needs in front of others. So especially when we're talking about someone we love, this is even harder for us to do. However, I do think it's extremely important to challenge this misconception. Sticking to your guns and like staying true to who you are and yourself isn't selfish. And I say this, but I'm terrible at it myself. So that's always good. Well, I can relate to that too, because I think as therapists, we're pretty good at teaching boundaries and helping other people learn how to set good boundaries for themselves. But then sometimes in our personal lives, we want to help people. That's kind of just how we are. And I think (laughs) Mm -hmm. we do struggle with setting those own boundaries for ourselves. Yeah. I'm like, Taylor, practice what you preach. I know. I (laughs) need to do that too. (laughs) And, you know, again, it can be challenging to set boundaries with people that you know and love for the fear of disappointment or even feeling like you don't have a choice in setting a boundary with them. Sometimes I think it feels like we quote unquote owe friends and family something and we're the ones who suffer because we don't speak up. That's a really good point. I think it's so much easier to set boundaries with somebody that I don't know because I don't know. It's like there's no quote unquote expectation. And when we don't meet this expectation, which honestly is often a false expectation that we've set for ourselves anyways. But nonetheless, when we feel we don't meet this expectation, it leads to that worry of disappointment, like you mentioned, Jacqueline. So if I don't know the person and I don't have this expectation, I don't really care as much about the disappointment factor. But often we fall victim to believing that if we set boundaries, it means we don't care to those people. If we say no, it means we don't care. And that's just, it's not true at all. Setting boundaries promotes growth for both parties. And it's extremely important to be clear when communicating those boundaries and the intentions behind them so that you can stay true to who you are at the core. So yes, boundaries They need to be firm. They need to be assertive. But your approach when setting them shows if you care or not. And it doesn't have to be emotion-based, right? Like Caitlin said earlier. So word choice, your nonverbals and tone can be really important to ensure that it's just clear and concise and not hurtful or showing that you don't care. Yeah, communication is definitely key here, in my opinion. You know, if I'm needing to set a boundary with someone but I'm concerned it might not be received well, right? Because that's usually what makes it hard is we're worried about that response to setting that boundary. So I try to communicate why I'm setting it. Some people might say that we don't owe anyone an explanation, which I think can be very true. But I think that communicating really helps promote the understanding in the respect of the boundary that's being set. Yeah, then you don't have to worry as much about them thinking you don't care because they're able to understand where you're coming from and it's a place of mutual respect and caring. And another recommendation I would give when setting boundaries is just 
pay attention to your body's natural signals, right? So your body has a nervous system for a reason and your brain's an extremely strong muscle. So there's going to be indicators if something just doesn't feel right. I think of it like, I don't know, the ick kind of feeling when you get uncomfortable and there's a wide variety of other physical symptoms, but your gut instincts are normally leading you in the right direction, even if that's not easiest in the moment. I think that's a really great point because again, we have that gut instinct for a reason. And I think sometimes even when we don't have an explanation for that feeling or we don't know how to describe it, it is there. And so I think it's safe to trust that feeling that you're experiencing. I don't know. It can be really hard, though, if you are trying to set that boundary or stick to that gut instinct and someone's not respecting it. I think Mm -hmm. that can be really challenging for humanity. Caitlin, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would agree. I think that there's a lot of times maybe where people try to set a boundary and it's not respected. So then we just let it go. Right. We will like break the boundary that we've set just to please the other person. Yeah. And sometimes just keeping that boundary when it's not respected is one of the hardest things. But really, it shows respect for yourself and really sets an expectation with that person that's disrespecting your boundary, you know, when you stick to it. And so those are the moments that are really going to help you grow in boundary setting. And I have found for me personally, when I have been working through, you know, my boundary setting, when I can push through those moments and still hold true to my boundaries that I've set, even when I get pushed back, I feel more confident in doing it in the future. I think if someone is pushing you, it can be really hard to grow through that and to learn how to handle that situation. But I think you can also see it as a good learning experience too. Yeah, for both parties, probably, because the other person's going to learn for the future how to better respect someone else's boundaries or meet someone else's needs or maybe just learn a different life skill or something like that. So it definitely is respect on both ends and growth or facilitating growth, at least if the person takes it. So I think you guys might be wondering, like, so if someone's not respecting my boundaries, what can I do about that? And I think it's really important to stick to your guns and communicate that boundary again, because it's important to you. And that person needs to know it's important to you as well. So um, let me think of an example of some situation that where this might happen. Let's say that you have a friend and you're trying to set up a time to hang out together. Each time you go to spend time with that person, they cancel last minute and therefore the time you made to spend with that friend is now unoccupied or you couldn't do something else because of it. In this particular situation, this friend is having trouble respecting your boundaries surrounding time. So I think To kind of problem solve this, it would be good to have a conversation with your friend and share your thoughts and feelings on the issue because they may not realize necessarily how they're not respecting your time. If they have that understanding and if you're able to clearly communicate that, I think it could prevent the situation from happening next time. Yeah, Jacqueline, I really like how you mentioned this type of boundary crossing that can almost be a little more subtle. I think that example It's definitely happened to me before, and it's probably more common than people would like to admit. But that is, it's a great example of a boundary that's kind of being crossed. Um, Sometimes I think we tend to only consider the boundaries that are extreme situations, maybe, but boundaries are boundaries no matter what. Yeah, that's a great point. It doesn't matter the significance or the assumed significance, right? If it's a boundary, it's a boundary. And there are different kinds of boundaries. So a lot of times people think of a boundary like, 
I don't know, picture a basketball court or soccer field, right? You got to stay in bounds. There's that clear line, right? But there's also emotional boundaries, kind of like the boundary of time. Like Jacqueline mentioned, these aren't always seen. They're rooted in something that makes you feel uncomfortable. So if you don't like someone talking to you in a certain way, treating you a certain way, taking your things without asking, something like that, that would be um, an uncomfortable feeling that's rooted in emotion and would be like an emotional boundary. And then there are those physical boundaries. So if a teacher, family member, friend, really anybody touches you, even if it's just like a hug, a high five, tap on the shoulder, if it makes you uncomfortable, then that's a physical boundary, right? You don't feel comfortable with them physically touching you or the gesture they're physically making and you want that physical action to stop. Yeah, I think these are probably, you know, the emotional and physical boundaries are two of the more common things people probably think of at first, right? With emotional or physical safety. But there are a few other kinds of boundaries too that I think we can mention. Boundaries related to materials, our intellect, and our time. So for example, let's say that your teenage child takes the family car out with friends and every time they do, they bring the car back super late, right? Not at the agreed upon time. And that causes maybe other family members to be delayed in getting to their activity or event. So that would be an example of both a material and time-based boundary that that teenage child is breaking. Um, And what about intellect? So I have an adolescent client who is incredibly smart, okay? And they sometimes express that they feel like classmates or friends only engage with them to get help on assignments at school. So we kind of had to work together on setting boundaries in regards to their intellectual side so that they don't feel like people are taking advantage of that. That is such a good example. A lot of people who go to school together are like, oh, I'll just get answers from this person or they can help me with this. And they don't really stop to think about how it could be affecting that person. I think about that too, like in like for adults with jobs, right? Mm -hmm. So if their boss or someone in general is emailing them late at night or us as therapists, um, if we have clients calling us at all hours or not respecting those boundaries, right? It can be hard, but those are boundaries that are on, you know, like time, the relationship, things that aren't necessarily seen. But at the end of the day, boundaries are really rooted in respect. And something that I was kind of thinking about with clients, like I've had people text me or contact me after after hours or on the weekends or something. And it seriously goes such a long way with me if you say, hey, I know you've got boundaries. I know that this is outside of our appointment time, but this is going on and I need help with that. I think just communicating where you're at and acknowledging that it could be affecting the other person really just makes it easier for me personally to then engage with you and be like, okay, like, I'm glad you understand what's going on. And like, now I'm able to help you with that type of thing. Yeah. Cause they can see the other side. So like if a boss can recognize, Hey, I know this is infringing upon your family time or your child is able to realize, Hey, this is, you know, if I'm bringing the car back dirty even, or on with no gas, this is going to impact you. It's also kind of making me think I have one of my very best friends has set kind of some boundaries just in friendships that I think can be important too. And it's making me think of it. Love that. So whenever she knows that I'm stressed, but she also just has something she needs just to talk over with someone with, she'll ask me, she'll say, Hey, do you have, do you have emotional space right now to help me through something real quick? And so she's almost set this boundary of like emotional support of Hey, I I know you might be really stressed right now too, right? But I also just need someone to talk to. And she gives it almost like an out. Like if I 
you know, can't take on that emotional thing right now, it's okay, you know, but she kind of asks. And I think that's an awesome boundary to set with friends too and family just before getting into something deep, asking them like, hey, do you have time or emotional space to talk through something difficult with me? Yeah, I love that. I love that you get just said that and gave that example. It's a really good point. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. And I think that'll be really helpful for people to to hear and to apply themselves for sure. I'm already like, where is this going to fit in my life? I know. <laughs> you got it's me awesome, thinking. Isn't it? <laughs> so I think we've touched on this a little, but I cannot stress enough that when we set expectations for ourselves and others at the beginning of any relationship, there's going to be less opportunity for boundary crossing to happen on either side. And you might be thinking like, well, I have these relationships already and I haven't set those expectations. So what can I do now? And you can set them at any time. Just be intentional about it and communicate that you want to set those expectations. That takes assertive and clear communication. So again, how do we know that we're communicating in an assertive and clear way? There's actually a little acronym and it's the three C's. The three C's are confidence, clear, and controlled. So confidence, do I believe in my own ability to handle the situation? Clear, is my message clear and easy to understand? And controlled, did I deliver my information in a calm and controlled manner? I'm loving the three C's. I'm going to use that. I use a lot of recommendations rooted in like confidence and assertiveness and directness, right? So eye contact, how you're standing, if how you believe in yourself and setting it. So I really think those three C's cover it like perfectly because it is important to tell people what we want, but also what you want and why you want it, right? Mm -hmm. So like my mom used to always make me do that with my sisters when we would argue, tell her what you want and why you want it because it's very direct. And if we're using I statements like I don't like or I need, I don't feel comfortable with, it's not debatable, So it's a great way to express yourself in a confident manner, but also show that you mean what you say and you're firm and unwavering in setting that boundary or communicating yourself in that manner. So I think it's important when we think about boundary setting, especially to consider those three C's like you mentioned, Jacqueline, but also staying true to not wavering on them, not compromising on them. So I've delivered them in this assertive, controlled, clear, confident manner. And I'll go back on all three of those C's if I just let them get away with it or I create a loophole or don't stay firm to them. Even if, and this is why I often get wavery, I'm trying to like avoid the confrontation. However, that often leads to misunderstandings. So that's not good either. I think that people, some like when they're trying to set a boundary, they might say a lot of I'm sorry's or turn it back on themselves and do a little bit of almost like self-blame. Yeah. And you don't have to do that. We don't have to apologize for setting our boundary. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get into these like spirals of explanations and we don't need to do that either. We just really, I usually say that a very clear, concise reason and communication is best because that's all it all you really need and that's all it really should be. And really no matter what age or place we are in life, working on this skill is helpful. It can really only help us in our future. I really love how you say that because you're right. It's never too late to learn how to set boundaries and communicate your expectations with other people. Overall, I think that helps everyone to feel happier and more content in their relationships. I agree because it creates like transparency. 
So you're never worried about what the other person's thinking or feeling um, or how what you're doing is impacting them because there are clear, clearly stated and communicated boundaries. So I'm really glad we got to talk about this a little bit. I think that it's a really great message to everybody, just the importance of boundaries. And like we've said, setting boundaries is something so many people have trouble with. So I think that just fostering the conversation and opening it up can be really helpful in making improvements for the future. Me too. I think we can all agree this was a really important topic that we need for ourselves and we think plenty of other people need too. (laughs) So next week, we're discussing another prevalent topic, which is why depression is different from just feeling sad. Yeah, depression is something that can often be misunderstood. So we're really looking forward to talking about that more next week. We're really glad you guys joined us today on this episode talking about boundary setting. We can't wait to see you all next time. Bye. Bye.